0: Welcome to Worship Call with Bible Teacher Buzz Laubeck. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse by verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now, here's today's message Time is a grace commodity from God. For the believer, it's the opportunity to take all the advantages that God afforded to him, all the assets of being a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, to secure one's relationship with God in heaven through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For the unbeliever, it's the opportunity to hear the Gospel of Jesus that Jesus Christ provides eternal life and that it, for anyone that trusts in Him for it shall Receive that eternal life. It's a, it's a moment of, it's a time to, it's the opportunity, it's the open window to receive the free gift of eternal life. But to on being a commodity, time runs out. It is running out. And it's coming a time when the grace train, when the grace train pulls out, the judgment train pulls right in behind it. The window of opportunity to choose is over. The question is, what train are you getting on? The grace train or the judgment train that pulls in behind it? This is the third day of the week in God's created order. The 13th day of the second month of 2024th year of our Lord. And this is another fine day in the Lord. Father in Heaven, thank You for this opportunity. Once again to meet. Once again to... Teacher, infallible Word, I pray, Heavenly Father, that You guide this speaker in accuracy, and the, and those that are in the sound of His voice in discernment of that which is being taught. We pray these things in Christ's name, Amen. We are we're coming back. Yesterday we went into, yesterday we went into Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two talking about the man of lawlessness. Now let's continue on back in chapter 24 and we're picking up with Matthew twenty-four, 24. Alright, let's get rid of that. There we go. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance so if you say if say to you behold he is in the wilderness do not go out and behold he is in their inner rooms do not believe them for just as lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west so will the coming of the son of man be wherever the corpse is there the walters gather just pick up this morning just if possible if, if it was possible in in the sense that no it's not going to be possible that the elect elect is is going to be deceived let me take that out. that the um, that the elect is going to be who's who's the elect at this time this is the this is the bo- body of believers this is the the israelites as the as they've come into the new covenant that they They've received the uh, the word of God, written, the Lord written upon their hearts, the His word, and uh, and at this point they are the elect, and because the word of God is in their hearts, they they shall not be deceived. And this is what they were looking at the the elect, because it's, it is coming at that time, and we're going to talk about that tonight. Tonight. And Bible class, I believe we're getting to it. We're moving into the new covenant. And a part of that new covenant to Israel is that the word of God is written upon their hearts. So they will will be able to see this for what it is. Alright? So we move on. Behold, I have told you in advance. So, if they say to you, Behold, he is in the wilderness... Do not go out. Or behold, he is in in rooms. Do not believe them. This, a sound and protective mind on in, in whatever age we are in is knowing the Word of God. Is knowing what the truth is. Jesus said, Knowing the truth, and it shall set you free. With truth, we are able to properly discern Truth from error, and we live in a world now where truth is very, very much uh, attacked. It's relative. Truth redefined. It's whatever you decide truth is. The lie is often coded with truth. And remember the the where Satan, how Satan operates. Oh, he can he can deliver truth. He can give you truth. And he can give you a whole bunch of truth wrapped up in a little bit of lie. And remember that it's not the... It's, it's not the 99% truth that's going to protect you when you're buying into the 1% of the lie. It should be that the truth, the 99% truth will expose the lie and treat it for what it is. And so... To protect the the saints of that era, you know, where it's outside the Gentiles or what have you. But remember, one thing about the Bible in this tribulation. The Bible, the Bible's is going to be very much pertinent to those that are being saved, to the the new uh, the New Testament or the tribulational saints. It's not just going to be the Israelites. The Israelites, God's people, are going to be. Going to have the Word of God written upon their hearts. They're going to be evangelized, and there's going to be those that are going to be saved during the tribulation. And this book is going, and this message is going to take on a whole new different light in that time. So, salvation for these tribulational saints is looking to be brought into the new age. That when we look at salvation in this light, it's not, uh, certainly it's to, it's it's to save us from from the eternal lake of fire. But salvation, when we're talking about the, about the tribulation, is for the tribulation of saints to be saved into the next era. It's kind of like Noah. Yeah, I thought about it. Why was it that Noah was so important? Important to save Noah and his family. Noah could have been wiped away with the flood around everybody else and what would have been lost for him he would have died and they they would have been in heaven with the Lord and uh, they would be the saint or they would they would well I guess theologically you look at that but they would have been saved they would have been redeemed possibly Yeah, again argument but here's the point they were being brought into the new age they were being brought here it was life from the old life being brought into the new and to the new new era, into the new world. And so this is what's happening here. Those there are going to be tribulational saints, both Jew and Gentile, that's going to be brought over into the new the new age, the millennial age. One age will be finished. It's going to be finished up with the tribulation and the millennial reign of Christ will begin so if satan figures if he can wipe out all of abraham's seed then how can god's promise to abraham be fulfilled but abraham and but this is not going to happen but this is what satan is apparently shooting for so these tribulation saints they at this point they must be innocent as doves and they must be shrewd as serpents Matthew twenty four twenty seven. For just as lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. In history we, we've noted that throughout history there were those who are who stood as antichrists. They weren't the Antichrist, but they were. A antichrist, one that sets themselves up. They were the, Satan's counterfeit, who, uh, who emulate, who. Well, yeah, they're the counterfeit, and one of those were, one of those was Satan, one of those, or not say, one of those are Hitler. Hitler was Satan's man, and knowing a little bit about him, one. He had claimed. Divine protection. He claimed that he was under divine protection because he, there was a numerous attempts to assassinate him, and miraculously he came through each one. Is his vision for the Third Reich was a millennial reign, and he was setting up a utopia reign and he was doing it he was killing off everyone that did not meet his his view of the perfect people his perfect people was blonde and blue eyed uh, the aryan race so therefore all the other races he looked to exterminate he also he looked to exterminate those who had handicaps the retard those who were retarded and and other deformities that it wasn't just Jews that went to the gas chamber. It wasn't just the Jews that died. But there were, there were many others who, who suffered under the Third Reich to exterminate them, to bring in the, uh, his view of the millennial reign. He, so he sought the master race. And his campaign, knowing a little bit of, of history, his campaign started out with the Blitzkrieg. And what's a Blitzkrieg? Well, the Blitzkrieg, a form of warfare, and Britannica defines it as a military tactic employed by Germany to create psychological shock and resolute disorganization in enemy forces through the employment of surprise, speed, and superiority in material and firepower, so you take everything that you've got and you employ it to the war. So, uh, what's, what does Blitz, Blitzkrieg mean? Lightning war. Lightning war. And G- <laughs> Jesus coming back is described as a lightning war. Once again, our our passage. Let me bring bring it back up. Where are you? There we go. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. If you miss anything else, this will be so quick, so fast, that it's going to keep everything is going to be off guard. And the and, that, and that's how judgment is going to be. See, we go through every day and we're thinking that one day is going to be just like the next. And we're counting... We, we have this mind that there's a perpetual existence. Okay? We make our plans for tomorrow, for next week, for next month. The, the enemy, the wicked, they, they think they are they are it. And that their wickedness can be perpetuated. We mentioned yesterday about yin and yang, the the that good and evil that they coexist forever and ever. That's what the pagan view is. But when judgment comes, as we said before, I'll, I'll bring it up with a theme that we started out this morning with. That everything seemed all everything seems to be going along, and people love this day. You know, you, you hear it all the time everywhere you go you hear this it is you even heard it is what it is they talk um, it's a it's a futili- a fatalistic type of viewpoint well you know this is going to be this and this that well it is what it is and in a sense it's like a perpetual thing that's going on there's coming judgment folks and we are under grace even in the day in which we live and when the grace train pulls out the judgment train is going to pull right in behind it and this is so Jesus let's look at the first advent when the first advent came and when I say first advent I mean coming when the Lord came we celebrate once a year we celebrate it around Christmas or uh, 25th of December whatever day of year it was. It was a quiet night. Jesus' coming was very much unnoticeable, except for shepherds, except for the angels. Of course, the angels knew. But, the, but on earth, the shepherds knew it. The, of course, Mary and Joseph knew it. Who else? Um, the Magi didn't show up until two years later somewhere around two years later. And when they came to Jerusalem, they might have been very much surprised. Because the king of the Jews was here. And they obviously, when they saw the sign in the east, they went to Jerusalem to find the king of the Jews. They, they figured it was it was a great celebratory time that the king was here. But no, no one took notice. No one took notice. They, they, had, uh, they had to follow the star down to Bethlehem in that quiet little village to to find the, the child.
1: Isaiah,
0: Isaiah describes Jesus at, uh, during the first advent in Isaiah 53.1. Who has believed thy message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot. And like a root out of a parched ground, he has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hide their face. He was esteemed, and we did not esteem him. Surely, our griefs he himself bore. And our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken. Smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. The chastened for our well-being fell upon him. And I uh, just dropped down. And he he died as a harmless lamb. He Verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb that was led to slaughter, and like a sheep he was silent before its shears. So he he was led to the slaughter, he was he was nailed to the cross, he gave no opposition she when at first advent he was the suffering servant. That first advent he Was the Lamb, He still is our Lamb. He is the One in Heaven, our our Lamb in Heaven at the uh, throne room of God, our representative there. And He came, and the Lord said that, Jesus said that He did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He didn't come with a sword, but He came uh, tender and meek coming into this world. The second advent, that his second coming, not going to be nothing like the first, folks. And when we think of Jesus as being that meek and mild, that I, I detest the sorry, I detest the pictures of uh, Jesus and 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 the way they portray him. But his gentle as gent- that, he's gentle, meek and mild, caring the lamb and all that. He's not coming like that in Second Advent, folks. <laughs> He's coming as a mighty warrior. He's coming as a conqueror. And so this, so his Second Coming, again, a reminder that it's not to be confused with the rapture. The rapture is the removal of the church to meet him in the air. The rapture is going to leave the world, I believe, at a mystery. What happened? But with the second advent, there's going to be no question of what's happening, and it's going to be like a blitzkrieg. It's going to be like a lightning war, a lightning uh, war, and it will begin with the re- many red star clusters. And Tim, you understand? You know, i mentioned Tim and I understand what a red star cluster is. That is what that is what signals the operation to begin. It's a military terminology. We have some. Matthew 24:29 These signs are in heaven. But immediately after the tribulation of these days the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Isaiah 13:10 For the stars of heaven And their constellations will not flash forth their light. And the sun will be dark when it raises. The moon will not shed its light. Thus I will punish the world for its evil. Isaiah 34.4 And all the hosts of heaven will wear away. And the sky will be rolled up like a scroll. All their hosts will also wither away. As a leaf withers from the vine or as one withers on a fig tree. Joel 2.31 The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And Joel 3.15-16 through 16, And the sun and the moon grow dark and the stars will lose their brightness and the Lord roars from Zion and utters His voice from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth tremble. But the Lord is a refuge for His people, and for those who believe that we are living in the kingdom now, the kingdom now crowd. I ask for them to point out when did this happen? When when did these verses take place? We're still looking. This is the see. Jesus didn't just creep in, and all of a sudden here we are with the kingdom. The kingdom has not yet been established because these things one of the indications these things have not they're not historical yet and so again when the grace train pulls out we're, the train is getting ready to pull out the grace train the grace and mercy train grace is what uh, what we receive that we didn't deserve that's grace mercy is what the Lord withheld was what he withholds that which we do deserve which is his punishment, which is his wrath. And we have that opportunity. And soon that train is going to be pulled out. It's almost like the conductor out there saying, all aboard, and the time is ticking. And that train is going to be right on time. Because when the grace train pulls out, when the mercy train pulls out, the judgment train pulls in right behind it. And it's going to be quick, folks. There is going to be no time. Revelation 19.11. And I saw, and I'm going to read this down to 19. uh, Verse 19. And I saw the heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. And in his righteousness he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written on him. And no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies, which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes sharp sword, comes a sharp sword, so that with it, it may strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty, And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Now I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying to all the birds which fly in mid heaven, Come, assemble for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of the commanders, and the flesh of the mighty men, and the flesh of the horses and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and men, and slaves, small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth, and their armies assembled, to make war against him, who sat on the horse, and against his army. Woo! Don't think that that's... Again, how can we say in, in, in the least... That the kingdom is here when this this, this is not going to go unnoticed. Oh, was I missing something? What, when, when all this was going on, was I, where was I when all this was going on? And now we're living in the kingdom. Oh, no. These kings had their opportunity. The kings of the world today, the window of opportunity is still open and the kings are receiving their warning. And what's the warning? We find that warning in Psalm, two, uh, in Psalm 2.10. Now therefore, O kings, show discernment. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the Son that He not become angry and you perish in the way. And you will. For His wrath may be soon kindled. How happy are all who take refuge in Him. But do they take heed? Do they Are they least bit worried? Do they have least bit of fear in the Lord? No, they don't. They're just like Pharaoh in and, and Exodus chapter 5. Who is this God whom I should obey His voice? And so, they did not, re, they not, they not heed the warning and the lightning war is now upon them. And in Matthew, we read, and and we just read in in Hebrew or in Revelation that the corpses, they speak about the corpses, and we have it here in Matthew twenty four twenty eight. Wherever the corpse is, therefore the vultures will gather. And the, the corpse is a, a rotting, a decaying body. And and hey, listen. And that is a metaphor for the body. That's the body of unbelievers. There's a body of believers. There's a body of unbelievers within this world. And the corpse is is considered as as one within this world because that's the one that the that the Lord is doing war with. And going back going back to what we just read in, in Psalm chapter two that do homage and do, uh, that he may not become angry and perish in the way. Uh, last last part of it. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. Because this world is universally lost. This world is universally dead. This world is set up to do war against God. And where the, where the vulture is, uh, where the vulture is, that's where the dead body is. And... Uh, couple verses related to that. Job 39.30 His young ones also suck up blood, and where the slain are, there he is. Ezekiel 39.17 As for you, son of man, thus says the Lord God, speak to every kind of bird, and to every beast of the field, assemble and come, and gather from every side to my sacrifice, which I am going to sacrifice for you, as a great sacrifice of the mountains of Israel, that you may eat flesh and drink blood. It's funny; these for all these all these years, the, the innocent animal had to give its life for men, sustenance for food, um, so sacrifice in the temple, and now the now the table has turned. Now these animals are feasting upon those who. Are dead those who refuse to to um, to accept the that one Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Habakkuk, I like to call it Habakkuk. Habakkuk in one uh, eight, their horses are swifter than leopards and keener than wolves in the evening. Their horsemen comes galloping and their horsemen comes from afar. They fly like an eagle swooping down to devour. And Luke 17, 34. The 34. Answer, in answering, they said to him, Where, Lord? And he said to them, Where the body is, there also the vultures will be gathered. Again, time is a commodity. It's a great commodity. And every day that we wake up, there is opportunity. There's opportunity for the believer to... to walk in righteousness, to take everything that he has been allotted to him by way of spiritual assets, to grow closer and to strengthen his spiritual life and to strengthen the life of others. We were created for good works that we should walk in them. So every day when, that there's a, when we wake up, there's that we, we're waking up and we are privileged with the grace opportunity of time commodity of time to execute and to serve the Lord. And there is... Let's look at it another way. I'm going to go a couple minutes over. Let's look at this another way. Um, And time... The the bombers are coming in. The sympathetic nation is coming in to, to bomb the enemy. But what do they do prior? Sometimes what do they do prior? They come and they drop leaflets upon that city um, saying that you're getting, judgment is coming. Get out because you're getting ready to drop bombs on. You. I think they dropped leaflets on Hiroshima. The leaflets came down saying get out while you still have time and so then behind that warning then comes down to bombing carpet bombing of the nation or the atomic bomb that it was with Hiroshima get out Sometimes this happens. Sometimes that warning is given and there's been record and uh, on the historical record where the enemy of that enemy city, they would put guards on the exit roads to prevent the citizens from leaving. That The cities, they were forced the citizens to stay in a city that's getting ready to be destroyed by American bombs. And uh, yeah, same thing with Israel. They would they would, they would drop leaflets before they come in for the attack, the bombing attack, but then they would have the Hamas or the enemy on the outskirts They're threatening the citizens and the inhabitants that if they try to leave the city, they'd be shot. Well, listen, the gospel is the leaflets. The gospels have been dropped down upon us. We have received the warning. Judgment is coming. We have time to... Pick up that leaflet, look at it. The gospel message on it: Jesus Christ provides eternal life for anyone that trusts in Him for it. We have the opportunity to leave, to be called out, to to be called out to receive that call, and to get out before judgment comes. Because when the when that window of opportunity closes, that's done. It's too late. As again, again when that judgment train pulls out, when that or when the grace train and the mercy train pulls out, the judgment train pulls in right behind it. The question is, what train are you going to be on? That train, the conductor is saying, all aboard. The conductor is saying, we're getting ready to pull out. And those that are on that train have made that, that have heard the gospel, they responded to it. And they declare that Jesus Christ is their personal Savior. How about you? Are you going to wait for the next train? Because when that train pulls out, there's no more grace and mercy. There's only the judgment that pulls in right behind it. Father in Heaven, thank You for this opportunity this morning to fellowship in Your Word. We pray, Heavenly Father, that You open our hearts, continue to be with the speaker as we continue on with this lesson. May the Spirit continue to teach it. I pray... For those that are in the sound of His voice to to check these things out, to study the Scripture, to ensure that they are true. I pray that we take advantage of the grace that's afforded to us each and every day. And if someone in the sound of my voice have not received that so great salvation, it doesn't take it doesn't take time to find the next church where the revival is going on. You can do it right now. And by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, by trusting in His work upon the cross, that He died for you, buried and rose again, and now He sits at the right hand of the Father, by receiving Him, is nothing more than an act of trusting in the message that Jesus Christ provides eternal life for anyone that trusts in Him for it. Are you trusting? Thank you, Lord, for this provision, and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, we got our study this evening uh, at nineteen hundred for you military types, seven o'clock for you non-military types, and we're going to continue on with our study in Hebrews chapter eight. Hope to see you there. Joining us, you can hear this message again as well as previous lessons. And get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.